Hello, my name is Gareth Rafferty and welcome to Building from the Bottom podcast. Today is going to run a little bit differently to normal because it's just going to be me talking out of my diary again, just like chapter one. So I'm just going to start by setting the scene and then we're going to go into three to four points that I've left in my diary for this week to talk about because there was a lot of things on my head this week and so that's why I didn't invite a guest on. There should be one on next week. So I'm sitting on my chair with my feet up on a table. Um, It's quite a small table. And the sun is just coming down over the hotel opposite. And it looks really nice. There's a clear blue sky and I've got my lights on because I know while I'm speaking to you, that the sun is going to be completely down and the red light opposite on the Hotel Leonardo sign is going to come on. I am wrapped in my blanket, still in my pyjamas, but have socks on because I'm quite chilly. And without further ado, my name is Gareth Rafferty and let's start the Building from the Bottom podcast. This week, quite a few different things have happened to me. I've gone from being extremely stuck in my head and not knowing what to do or where to go to being the complete opposite and being really ecstatic and really motivated and really driven to make a difference and start this business. And so I've all, along the way this week, I've also had a lot of different things happen to me. And so I'm also going to talk through those as we progress through the podcast. So on Wednesday, I decided to write in my diary that I was being very lazy minded. And from Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, for the most part of it, I was very stuck in my head, trying to work, but the mental barrier was ridiculous. I did do a little bit of work, but it was nowhere near the standard I wanted it to be and nowhere near the quantity of things. I didn't do as much things as I would have liked to. But the way I see it, trying to twist it to be a positive, is that at least I didn't stop. Because if I stopped altogether, then I would have just stopped progressing. Whereas me continuing, even though it's nowhere near as much as what I would have liked it to be, it's still progressing. And I put it on Wednesday purely because I think it was Tuesday that I went on my laptop and I submitted some proposals to help people manage their social media. And this was on a freelancer website called Upwork, which I will tag in the description. And so I put myself forward and I basically made a proposal for about eight companies and basically said, please hire me. I'm the best man to do the job. And half of those companies I have no clue about because it didn't actually display what company they were. Um, Or it could have done, but I'm new to Upwork. So I don't know. But Upwork is really good because it connects freelancers straight to people that want the service that you're providing and so you haven't got to ring anyone up or send any cold emails it's right there and that makes it a lot easier to get leads and to get clients 
especially if you're not very confident in styles like me. I've never really done anything in regards to styles. And so I put myself forward and not work. <clears throat> and <clears throat> I saw this as a really positive thing that I did until the next day. <laughs> and the following day, I, I started university on Thursday, I think. Yeah, I started university on Thursday. And so I was quite nervous about that. But I saw it as me pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And at the end of the day, I had to do it because that's the whole reason I'm here in Madrid. And so I went up to university. I got told that I had to go to this room at midday. And it, all they said was, it's on the third floor. No, the, the first floor. And so I trotted along up the stairs. And then I kind of got to the end of the stairs and I was like, so do I go left or do I go right? And then I saw a few people on my right. So I went right and luckily that's where it was. And the same thing happened on Friday when I had to go in for another welcome meeting. And I, I, watched, a, I watched a podcast or I saw a post, something similar to that, from someone that worked at social chain, a social media marketing business, one of the leading social media marketing businesses. They've only been around five years. They're really famous. Um, they've got multiple different offices around the globe, et cetera, et cetera. And so someone, someone from their team posted quite a while ago. It was probably sometime in 2018 now. And it basically said, we, when they work with their clients, they don't just ask them why, but they ask them why five times to get to the real depth of what drives that business and what's the whole core like thoughts around that business. And so that's what I thought about doing. And I, I sat down and I thought, instead of just chasing clients um, and trying to, get any random company that will take me in the long term, that's probably not sustainable and it's probably not going to be good for the business. And so I thought about like what type of companies do I want? And I really couldn't think. However, later on in the week, I did have a bit of help with that. And yeah, so I, I was stuck in my head. I didn't really know where to take it. So I thought to myself, Sometime this week, I'm going to sit down, grab some paper and write down all my thoughts and feelings about this business. Um, I did put on my social media, I was going to do it by today. I haven't got around to it, which is quite bad of me. Um, I've just been doing other things. Like I was trying to settle with uni and then I found out on Friday that I needed to make my own timetable for university. And then it, it just, it's been a bit hectic. And so, yeah, that's, that's where it was at when I got to uni. Um, I am going to do that in the upcoming week, 100%. I have quite a few free parts of the day, so I should be able to sit down and do it. I did want to do it on an A3 sheet of paper, um, just so I could get it all on one piece of paper. But then I haven't got A3, and when I go back to the UK it might be a bit difficult. So I'm not too sure how I'm going to do it yet.
but I wanted a huge piece of paper so I can just map all my ideas down, the creativeness, let it all flow, let it all flow out onto the paper. Because I find that my uh, I find that my creativity flows a lot better when I'm doing it on paper as opposed to doing it through a digital interface like Word or Microsoft PowerPoint, for example. And so that's why I automatically choose paper. And on Friday, as most of you will know, um, it was the start of February. February the 1st, it's crazy how quick that month has gone. Um, yeah, it's just pretty crazy. Like it's week three of me being in Madrid and I'm still nervous to leave the flat. <laughs> I'm still nervous to go to the supermarket, but every day is a challenge that I'm facing. And I spoke to a few people and they said that takes guts. And so I'm just like, yeah, I'm not comfortable yet. And I don't know when I'll be comfortable, but hopefully at some point before I leave in the next five months, I will be a bit more comfortable at leaving the flat and going to the local supermarket. We'll see how that goes. And yeah, so on Friday, I had something that has never happened to me before happen. And it was quite early in the morning. Well, most people consider it quite early in the morning. It was about 20 past six in the morning. And in my flat, I have this, um, I, I have this doorbell, as most flats and houses do. Um, but this, this doorbell is like a primary school alarm bell. And it's very viciously loud. And I use the word vicious because at 20 past six in the morning, when someone's banging on your door and ringing that doorbell, waking you up, it is ridiculously horrible. And it's, it is definitely not what you want to hear on a Friday morning when you're supposed to have university and you just need a good sleep. <laughs> and so what most people do, and I have to say it's what I did, you just lie there um, for a little bit and you just wait for them to go away without telling them. You just hope that they leave. And that's what I did. I, I laid there. I checked the time on my phone. I saw it was about 20 past six and I waited a little bit. They kept banging and they didn't leave. It was terrible. I just laid there and I waited. And another reason why I waited was because my next door neighbor often gets people ringing their bell and knocking on their door quite loudly. And I thought it might have just been someone for them who couldn't get in touch with them and needed to. And so I waited that little bit. They rang my bell twice. And then the third time I got out of bed and I walked to the door. Um, I don't even, I can't even imagine what I look like. But when I answered the door, a, a guy that was a similar height and build to me, um, but I had quite a bit more muscle than me, was standing at the door. And this guy turned out to be a policeman. And clearly he had a lot of energy because he was banging on my door. And so I answered the door and I, Bearing in mind my Spanish isn't the best. Um, so I answered the door and I was like, hola. And he, he just started speaking really fast Spanish. And I was, wow, I was overwhelmed. And so I said, well, I know how you say, 
do you speak English and Spanish? It's habla inglés. Um, but then <laughs> I didn't even, I couldn't process anything. So I was just like, inglés? And then he started speaking a little bit of English to me because I could not understand, I could not keep up at that point. Um, just because of how early it was. So normally I can keep up a little bit or pull out keywords, but this time I couldn't. And so he started speaking English and he, he basically said, you need to get out of your flat because there's a lot of something down the stairs. And for some reason, I knew the word was smoke. And I said smoke and he was like, ah, yes. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. So something serious is going on. Um, so I, I shut the door and like I was bimbling along, putting my tracksuit bottoms on. And after probably like half a minute, I had him ringing the door again. And so I quickly went to the door and I opened the door and he was like, come on, come on. And I was like, yeah, I'm coming. Um, so at that point I knew that, that it was something serious because he wouldn't have been adamant to get me out as quick because originally if he said there was smoke, I just assumed it was probably a little toaster fire or something. Um, someone burnt the toast, but no. So I jumped in my trainers, I grabbed my keys and my phone and then chucked on a hoodie and my coat because I knew it was going to be cold outside. And I, I started heading out the flat and I'm on the sixth floor which is the top floor. And I started walking down the stairs. I got to probably about the third floor and you could smell a quite unusual smell. And you could see a bit of smoke coming from the stairs. And then I walked down to the second floor and it was completely filled with smoke and you could barely see. And there was elderly women in front of me, middle-aged people, um, like a range of different ages of people walking down the stairs. And because obviously I was on the top floor, I was one of the last people to be evacuated. And so I was walking down the stairs and I saw people covering their, their faces to try and stop the smoke inhalation. Um, originally I didn't, but then I thought actually I probably should. And it's a good job I did because afterwards when it settled, it was quite sickening. Um, so yeah, the, then we got outside and there was tape on either side of like the main entrance and we got told to stand on either side of the tape. There was already on the, on, when I was on the second floor, there was already a hose pipe, which was running from the fire engine outside. The firemen were already there standing in their suits, doing things about it, um, doing what they have to do and doing what they're paid to do. And yeah, so I, I was waiting there at the side of the tape and I updated social media about what was happening. And then another fire engine came and then an ambulance came. And just before we got let in, there was one police car, two fire engines, fire engines and one ambulance. And then yeah, we just kind of waited for about 50 minutes, 40 to 50 minutes. And then we got allowed it. We got let in and everyone was walking up the stairs. There was even kids and babies that were standing outside in the cold in their coats or being held by their parents. And that must have been really traumatic for them. 
So walking up the stairs, obviously I got to the second floor and as anybody would do, I looked around to see like, Ooh, is there going to be more? Is, is the smoke gone? What, like where, where's the smoke? And I got to the second floor and it, it was fine. There wasn't any smoke. And then I got to the top floor and I could feel, I could feel the smoke in my lungs because the stairs were taking it out of me. And usually I'm okay with stairs. Um, it doesn't really drain me, but it did. And I could feel it in my throat. And as, as I was walking from the stairs to my apartment, the apartments go round in a square and then there's like a big hole. Um, well, it's not a big hole. It's just the ground in between all of the apartments. And usually people hang things like their clothes out of their windows um, when they're drying. And so I looked and the window wasn't even there. They had taken the window off. And I was like, damn, because usually putting a window in and taking a window out takes a good few hours to do. So they must have popped it out really quick. So that kind of caught me by surprise. And then obviously that was for ventilation because it was coming up from the second floor. So it would have rolled and then out the window. Um, and then I got back in, I made a vlog and then I went back to bed. But one of the things I thought of on reflection is that it just shows you how easy and how close we are to death because you can lose your, someone could have lost their life that day. Luckily no one did, but that could have happened. And I didn't actually see any fire. I just saw lots of smoke, but anything could have happened on that day. And so it shows you that we're a lot closer to death than people think. And especially the younger audience of the people that are listening, it's easy to think I've got 40, 50, maybe even 60 years left until I'm meant to die, if you want to put it that way. And when actually you can literally die at any moment, I mean, I didn't even see fire, but now it's, it was kind of a reality check for me. And so I just wanted to run you, run you guys through everything that happened on that day. You may have seen it on my social media or you might not have seen it at all, but that's something that happened during my week. And it was quite nerve wracking. Um, walking down the stairs and seeing all the smoke and being outside and not wondering what's going to happen. Um, and there was lots of people, families, people in um, t-shirts, which then got wrapped up in foil blankets. Um, and it was crazy because I was thinking to myself, if all of this apartment goes up in flames, what are all of these people going to do? Luckily, most of those people are Spanish, but if there was any English people that weren't really used to Madrid or were studying abroad like I was, um, I mean, I wouldn't have even known where to go. And luckily that didn't happen, but that could have, and anything could have happened really. And so it was definitely like a reality check for me. I've never really been in a fire as well, so it added to the pressure. It was quite crazy. Moving on anyways, um, to some of the other things that were on my head this week, um, because there was quite a lot. And then, yeah. So on Saturday, which was yesterday, I 
I wrote, failures aren't failures if you learn from them. And I really believe this because it's, it's something that I've realized over time that nothing's a failure if you've learned from it. And so that's what I try and do at the moment and what I've been trying to do for like probably the past about nine months now is every time what I see is as a failure, I try and learn from it because then it's not a failure because I've learned something and it's professionally developed me and developed me in my life, etc. And there's one key point that I've wrote next to this because this is something that for a while I saw as a failure and I'm only just well quite recently coming out the end of it and that thing that I see as a failure is around March last year we had a taekwondo competition and we had to go down to a place called Guildford in London it was about a three and a half hour drive all of the roads were snowy and icy and we had to get up ridiculously early to get there on time and when I got there I found out that I was sparring aka um, basically having a fight with gloves on um, for those of you that don't know um, so I had my foot pads my shin pads my groin guard my helmet and my gloves on my hands and so oh and I also had my um, my mouth guard and so when I went there I looked at the sheet and it turned out that I was versus people up to basically like four belts above me it's probably the best way to explain it and it usually takes you about six months to get a belt and so technically those people I was versing that were two years more experienced than me and I was like damn but I didn't really know who these people were so I was just like I'll go in and try my hardest there was a few people that were my level that were supposed to be there um and bearing in mind I'd never been to a competition before this is my first ever competition and so I, I went I did my pattern and I was out the first round on that one and then I went to do the sparring, which was the other thing I put myself forward for, which I wasn't going to, but then I decided to at, at the end of it. And so I put myself forward and I went and they called up the names and they called out everything. And it turns out that there was only four of us out of what was supposed to be about eight people. And most of them were supposed to be my level, but it turned out it was me and two people I knew along with another person that I didn't know who was my level. And the one thing I wanted to happen on that day was to spar with someone that was the same level as me, just so I could see how my skills lined up to someone else of the same level and how the different dojangs is what they're called in um, Taekwondo, how the different like clubs, you could say, how the different clubs um, measured up to each other and so I went in and I saw the yellow belt and I was like yes I hope I'm with him the first round happened it wasn't with me it was with the person that was like two years ahead of me 
and a person that was probably about half a year more experienced than me. And oh wait, no, it wasn't. It was with a person. It was with the other person that was the same level as me, and a person that had been training probably about six months longer than me. And so that that was fine. Them two sparred, and then it was the other guy, the the guy that was two years more experienced than me. He got called first, and then he got told that he was allowed to pass because someone didn't turn up who was meant to verse him. But then I ended up going up with him, so that bit was quite confusing. Um, but it was his second round and my first round. And technically there was no way to not get a medal because there was four of us sparring and there's four medals. Um, and so I went in and I was like, I know this guy and I've trained with him before, we've sparred before. And so we're probably, it's going to be the same thing. We're just going to be going light and just tapping each other. And then we also got told we had to do a kick that required at least 180 degree turn and so I only just about knew one of these and so it was one of the first things I did but then I basically got hammered in the face and bearing in mind it's two minute rounds and there's only one round and I got hammered and, that, and after one minute they they stopped it and put me to the side let the other guy sit on the other side and because my nose was bleeding Bearing in mind, my nose always bleeds, so it wasn't the biggest deal for me. But for everyone else watching from my club, they were like, damn. Because he went really heavy and I didn't expect it. And because it was my first time as well, I really didn't expect it. And so I went back in the ring after that one, after my nose was, after my nose dried up and we carried on. And yeah, that, that, that was about it. And I lost and I... I apparently I did okay with points because you you start on negative two, but then if you did that one eighty kick, then you get two points, so it brings you back up to zero. Um, and I got I didn't get any lower than zero, so people were like, "Well, it's good that you didn't get lower than zero. And I was like, "Yeah, that's true. Um, but it, I kind of held a grudge against this guy, and like we we hugged afterwards, and like everything was fine. But I kind of held a little bit of a grudge. And he doesn't actually know this. So if he's listening, he's going to be really surprised and he'll probably message me. But anyways, so I, I always thought, oh, I'm, I'm really annoyed. And it, it kind of festered in me a little bit. Um, but every time I saw him, I tried to talk to him and be really friendly. And over time, it just kind of got better. But I always, it, it kind of got better in our relationship with me and him he felt a bit bad and I was a little bit annoyed um but then over time our relationship got better but then it was still in my head I was still beating myself up about it saying you should have fought better you should have blocked more you should have um used counter-attacks but now I look back fully and on reflection it was good that I got beat because now I know what to do next time. Whereas if I won, I could have got, like my ego could have grown and it could have went badly. And it's only made me work harder for the next competition that I'll be entering, whenever that may be. Because like, I just want to be better and I don't want the same thing to happen again. Um, so I left on the bronze and I was at that level and I didn't get to verse anyone of any other Dojang either, which also annoyed me, but 
yeah, so th- that happened. And so I just wanted to make you guys aware that a lot of people think that I know it all and that I, I, I never procrastinate and that I, I never fail and that every single time I do something, I get it right. But actually, that's not 100% true. I make lots of mistakes. I do fester some anger sometimes and I do beat myself up in my head. And sometimes I do lack self-belief. And I think most people do. And it's just how you deal with that. So you can either sit there and always think about it and always let it bring you down or you can accept it and move on. And that swiftly moves on to my next point, which is accepting yourself as a person. And no matter what shape or size you are, at the end of the day, that's the body you've got. And yeah, you you can try and do things to make yourself look better or feel better in yourself. Um, but you also need to accept the way that you are. And there's certain traits in your body um, and certain features on your body that you can't change. And so accepting yourself for that and even when people will even when people try and knock you down just remembering that this is the body you've got and it's it's just like a costume really you can't take bits off and swap them out but it it doesn't really matter what you look like it's all about what's in your brain and I mean, the smartest guy alive, he was disabled. Well, the the smartest person that's ever lived, he was disabled. And so it doesn't really matter what you look like or your your physical abilities, as long as mentally you're there. It's just about accepting who you are and what you've got and using that to your advantage, as opposed to complaining what you haven't got. So I'm not the best at football and I don't play it much. And people always used to take the mick out of me. But I'm okay with that because I know I'm not the best at football, but instead I'm okay at things like um, ice skating. I'm okay okay at ice skating. And so I'd much prefer to do that with my friends. And if they wanted to play football, then I'd play. I'd be the worst person there. But I'm okay with that because I know people can't be good at everything. And it's the same if I walk into a gym and I see a guy that's clearly been training multiple years, I wouldn't try and lift the same weights as him because I definitely wouldn't be able to lift. And so, yeah, you definitely need to accept yourself. And the final point I'm going to end on is last night I had a phone call. It was a very last minute phone call. I only met that person on that day. Um, She messaged me on LinkedIn and I messaged her and we spoke for a little bit. And she basically said she needed help promoting her podcast and I was like okay that's completely fine um I sent her some tips and tricks but then she was asking me questions and I just thought let's get on a call it will be a lot easier and she specifically said to me I will try and provide value and just her saying that made me think that she doubted herself um, and the ability and the and the abilities that she had but then I got on that call and it was eye-opening because this woman was from teaching. She was trying to reach people that want to 
basically better the education system for the long term and in the future because at the moment the education system is doubtful to put it in one word and so she was looking to meet other people via linkedin twitter and other platforms um through her social media and she wanted to get branding and all of that and she wanted to meet people that were like-minded to her and also promote her podcast at the same time and we were talking about LinkedIn. I introduced us to some people. And then she asked me about what I do. And I told her that at the, the moment it hasn't been the best in my head. And that um, I told her my current situation and how long I'd been planning on setting up the business. And she gave me a lot of ideas about um, sitting down and um, thinking, of course, thinking. And she asked me a lot of questions about what, if I look at the final product, what would I want it to look like? Who would I be working with? What about the environment, the culture, all of that? Um, where would the offices be? What would be in the offices, etc.? And she said to me that, well, I've previously done a lot of public speaking. And so I was thinking about this anyways. And she kind of said, that's a great idea. Um, she said to me that, Doing public speaking about digital marketing not only shows your skills, but also, um, but also we're bringing clients. And that's what I was thinking about doing anyways. But then she elaborated and said, you really need to get yourself one or two people that, her, that can speak in front of a camera for you and say, he helped me do this and this helped my life because... So basically having success stories, not only I increased engagement by 50% or whatever, but saying how it impacted their life because then more people will be able to resonate and more people will go for that and telling that story. She also recommended me some books. And so by the end of that call, um, she set me a few goals and I set her a few goals about LinkedIn and social media. And I said, let's check back in on the 2nd of March and we'll both see how we did. And I think that's really good because I've now got someone holding me accountable. And so I'm going to look for people and offer my services for free, like she suggested, to try and get myself those success stories. We'll see how it goes. I'm hoping it goes well. I'm also going to be looking for public speaking gigs. Um, yeah, that's what I'm looking for at the moment. But that call went really, really good. And at the end of it, I was really ecstatic about the things that she had helped me and she really self-motivated me. And she got lots of value out of the call too. And I posted on social media about it and I promoted her a little bit because that's what she wanted on LinkedIn. She she wanted to meet more people. And I introduced us to, some peop to a few people as well. And it went really good. And so I wanted to end on that high note because sometimes where you think you will not find value, that's where the most value is. And the fact that this woman was a teacher, she didn't really have any key experience in like anything to do with business. She just liked a few entrepreneurs because the way that they solve problems and she wants to solve the problem. Um, she wants to solve problems in schools because there's a lot of teachers that say we have to wait for the government for this to happen, but she wants to be able to help solve those problems in teaching. 
And so technically she hasn't really got a background in business, but she's gave me a lot of value out of that call in business, an area which I never expected to get value from off that call. And so that really caught me by surprise and I'm really happy that I called her and it's going to be great to check up in March, March the 2nd. So I'm really, really excited for that. And yeah, that was the last point that I had. As I mentioned earlier, at the very beginning of this podcast, it has now gone dark and the sun is still going down a little bit, but it's darker than it was. And the Hotel Leonardo sign is bright red and glaring from my window. And my apartment's starting to go dark. But yeah, my name is Gareth Rafferty. Thank you all for listening to week, my third week in Madrid and my fourth chapter of this podcast. My fourth episode of this podcast, sorry. I really hope that you enjoyed it and got lots of value from it. And next week we will have somebody, a guest, I'm not 100% sure who yet, um, might be a sales guy, might be someone else. Um, we're going to have someone on the podcast. And if you enjoyed this, please like, comment, and follow me on a platform. Contact me on social media. All my social media should be either on the accounts or I'll also include it below in the description. If you want to contact me about any particular topic that has been brought up today, then feel free. I'll really enjoy chatting. But yeah, my name has been, my name is Gav Rafti and this has been chapter four, building from the bottom. I cannot thank you enough for listening and I hope you all have an amazing week. Thank you and goodbye.